is to be in the house of the Lord today, to come into this place and to be together, and then to know that when we have gathered, we know that he is here with us. I do feel his presence here today. What a joy it is to come and to worship with you. We love and appreciate the Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church. I want to tell you, it was so good to see Miss Sherry Hopkins on the platform today ministering. God bless you, Sherry. Good to see my friend David over here on the guitar. David, I wish I could play like that. Can you give me some lessons, sir? You can? All right. Can you teach an old dog new tricks? I think that's the question I have for you. And uh, always good to be with Brother Dole, and what a joy to hear Miss Cheryl sing. Uh, she's 39 years old and still going strong. And so we're so grateful for all that uh, the Lord is doing through Dole and Cheryl. I was trying to recall, Brother Dole, I think, is this, this is sort of your fourth uh, assignment here at the Stoneville Pentecostal in his church that might be the record in Cornerstone I'm not sure uh, but uh, I want to tell you we don't make light of that we just value your leadership your heart for pastoral ministry uh, grateful that uh, although uh, you stepped away from the superintendency and uh, you're still very active in ministry and, and such a blessing to the Stoneville Church. And so we are grateful today for Brother Dole, for Sister Cheryl, for each of you, and most of all for what the Lord is doing. I wanted to tell you in just a few minutes I'll share with you my text, and I've just got a, a brief word the Lord put on my heart for you today. Um, I really believe that we are on the threshold in this new year of God doing something great in our lives. There is an expectancy in my spirit. There is the desire within me and I believe within you to see God move in a mighty way. And so I'm preparing my heart for it. And I am getting uh, my eyes uh, settled on him, fast on the Lord today in anticipation for what he will do. I met with our conference executive council on Thursday and Friday of this week. I had informed Bishop Dole and uh, a number of our leaders here. I believe you have a new local church administrative council, newly appointed. I think there are two new members of the council. We look forward to meeting with you following the service today. I uh, will be as brief as we can, but I'm here for as long as you need me to be here. Uh, here to serve and here to help. We stand with these leaders as they begin the process now in this new year of searching for a pastor. I do have uh, a list of candidates that the Executive Council has considered, and uh, we're grateful today that we uh, know very deep in our heart that God already knows who this pastor is going to be. He's already preparing that pastor's heart and he's preparing you to receive him or her and that uh, this wonderful opportunity before us, this so very vital. Can I just tell you today how important this is for the church? Uh, we're talking about something that is greater than 
life and death. We're talking about something that is of eternal value. And we're talking about something that is so, so very important. Uh, it demands all of our prayer, all of our attention. And uh, your executive council at Cornerstone has prayed for you. And we have prepared uh, something to share with your council today. And so we come with good news and we come with a heart uh, ready to see what God will do. Are you ready? If you're not ready, let's get ready. If you're not prepared, let's get prepared. Let's get our hearts and our minds, let's get our spirit, let's take as leaders and members of Stoneful the opportunities before us very seriously and let's see, let's believe to see what God will do. Amen. If there are any questions that you have that I may not have answered in this brief remark, I'm very happy to be available to any of you. And certainly you can always ask Brother Dole or uh, one of our leaders here. Brother Dole could answer the question for you. I have no doubt about that. Uh, he may would just prefer if it's a hard question for me to answer it, and that's okay too. So he's, he's, he's done his share of answering hard questions, haven't you, Brother Dole? He may want somebody else to do that, and that's fine, but I'm here to serve you. So excited about the scripture that I want to share with you. So if you have your Bible, there are two places that I want to focus in our text today that I believe God is speaking to me, and I think this message is for you. The first is in Deuteronomy chapter 11. And if you have some time this afternoon, take a few minutes and read the entire chapter because I believe that the words there, which will make some reference to different parts of the passage, are for the Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church. But chapter 11, we're going to read beginning with verse 8 and through verse 12. And then while you have your finger there, move over into the New Testament and I want to look at Paul's words to the church of Philippi in chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. And it's from those two texts that I believe the Lord is instructing me to tell you today that God wants you to possess this new year. I realize that we're already through a number of weeks in January. We have one more Sunday and then we'll be moving on into the year. But this message today, I believe, not just applies to the new year, but I think it applies to a new uh, season that God is bringing to you. And I want you to know that uh, the word today is to encourage you. The word of God today is to challenge you. The word of God today is to spur you on so that you will press on until you have received the prize. So let's stand together, Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 8 through 12. Therefore you shall keep every commandment which I commanded you today, that you may be strong and go in and possess the land which you cross over to possess. Look at your neighbor and say, possess the land. 
that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord swore to give your fathers to them and their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and you watered it by foot as a vegetable or an herb garden. But the land which you cross over to possess is a land of hills and valleys which drinks water from the rain of heaven, a land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the very end of the year. Now I want to look at just a few words that the Apostle Paul spoke regarding this very, very important subject. Verse 13 of chapter 3, Brethren, I count myself not to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark. For emphasis, let me say that again. I press toward the mark. For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word today. We are blessed to be a part of this time of worship and recognizing that in this moment, as the Holy Spirit speaks to our hearts, as the real preacher preaches your word so that it might impact our lives, that we are at a threshold. We have a decision to make. We have an opportunity before us. So, Lord, I pray that today that there would be a great desire in the heart of every believer in this service, a desire to possess, a desire to receive, a desire, Lord, to pursue what you have prepared for us. We acknowledge today that you are the author and the finisher of our faith, that you have prepared what we have need of and what you have desired to give. And we ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said together, amen. You may be seated. I know that right now you have the opportunity to look at your wristwatch. And if you would for a moment, look at that with me. What time do you have on your wristwatch? Is it an iWatch, something you got from Apple? Maybe it's digital. But most of us are looking right now at circular time. You're watching that minute hand make its approach to 12. You'll know when 12 is here. I'll know when 12 o'clock is here because I'll watch you looking at your watch. But I want to remind you today, we think that time is circular. We think it's just another 12 o'clock. We think it's just another day. We think it's just another year. But the Bible teaches us that time is not circular. Time is linear. In the Bible, for time, there is a beginning and there is an end. And the reality today that we all have to face is that last year, last month, 
last week, the last hour and the last minute are gone forever. No matter how hard we try, no matter how hard we might want to change that reality, those years and months and weeks and hours and minutes and seconds cannot be reclaimed. They are gone. And so what we have today is not what is in the past. What we have today is in the future. Now, I don't mean today to overstress the point, but I want you to see that God, who is in the past and in the present and in the future, is the one who is leading and guiding and directing his church. He is the one that is in your heart right now as a believer who sets in your heart, in your mind, in this moment, in this time, what he means to do for eternity. So let's not miss that in the linear, God has placed his eternal work. And what he is doing on the face of the earth today, he is doing through his church, and God will do a work in and through us so that he might be glorified. And what he can do in this moment that I give to him, and what he can do in this hour that I give to him, and what he can do in this week or this month in this year is much more than I could do with a thousand lifetimes because he is almighty God. And he is leading and guiding us to possess what he has prepared for us. So we have to understand our mortality in the minute. But we have to recognize that God who is immortal is beyond time and space. And he is great to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. I'm so glad that in this text... We know the story well. Here is God's people standing on the brink of inheriting the promises of God. They have heard the promises. They've been told by the Lord himself what he will do, how he will provide for them, how he will be present with them how he will give them power to overcome and to conquer. I believe that we need today as a church and as a people to be reminded of the God that we serve, the God who is present, the God who will provide, the God who is going to give us and has given us everything we need for life and for righteousness who by his Holy Spirit will do in and through us what we need him to do. We need to recognize as a church that God is able. You may not feel able to face what is ahead this year. You may not feel up to the task or up to the challenge. You might feel that you don't have the smarts or the know-how. But can I tell you today, as you depend upon the Lord, as you trust in him, as you lean on the Lord, he is the one that will help you possess this year and everything that God has in store for you. Time is like a river. I remember as a boy, we had a favorite fishing spot. It was called Stitch Run. And we would hide our fishing rods in a hollow tree 
And so anytime we wanted to fish, we'd just go down to Stitch Run and we would look for that hollow tree, uh, dig a little worm or something out of the ground, and we'd be set to go. And I remember the different times we would visit that favorite fishing place. Now, this would not be impressive to you bass fishermen. This would not be impressive to you deep sea fishermen because we were really just looking for something to put on the fire and have for lunch. And so it was a, probably a small fish. But listen, when you're hungry, a small fish will do. Amen? But I remember using the bobbin. And my favorite, favorite opportunity was to find that perfect sweet spot where I knew where that fish was. The challenge was that I had to navigate my cast so that I could end up in the sweet spot and I knew I couldn't be there very long because the water would push the bobbin down the stream. I understood that there was something moving in front of me and I understood the challenge that was before me to accomplish the task because it was not standing still. I can't help today but recognize that God has given us the task and this is a wonderful assignment. It is a heavenly assignment. It is the greatest assignment on earth. And that is the assignment for us to reach this world with the good news of Jesus Christ. But can I tell you, time is of the essence. It's time for the church to get on the task. It's time for the church to get on mission. It's time for us to see the opportunity and seize the opportunity and recognize that God is moving by his spirit and he'll give us what we need to bring those who need Jesus Christ into a relationship with him. But we've got to be aware. The time is like a river and whatever happened in previous years has passed and it's now time to look toward the future. I know when we read that text and those wonderful words of the Apostle Paul, and I just love the book of Philippians, uh, this is truly very clearly Paul's, if you can have a favorite church, uh, you, you, can, you can't help but when you read this letter, this letter is coming from Paul uh, to this place he calls uh, his prize. And he's sharing as a true pastor, and you can see the love, you can see uh, the, the encouragement in his words. He is very, very interested in reminding them of the importance of forgetting the past and of focusing on the present and of forging into the future because he knows that God is going to do something. I can hear the expectancy in his voice. I can hear the word of caution not to turn around and not to look back and not to do the same thing that Lot's wife did when she turned around and was turned into a pillar of salt. In the Sunday school class, a teacher was talking about Lot's wife and said, Lot turned around and was turned into a pillar of salt. The little boy raised his hand and said, that's nothing. The other day, riding in the car, my mama turned around and she ran into a tree. <laughs> turned right into a tree. 
The truth is, where do we look? Do we look at our past and say, well, those were the great days. Stoneville, you've had some great days. But your best days are in the past. If we could just get back to the past, if we could just go back to one day, if there's just somehow, some way we can reminisce and maybe it'll stir our hearts and we'll be content with, a, with a remembering what God has done. But can I tell you today, that's not true. Your best days are not behind you. Your best days are before you. And what God did in the past should be a reminder to you that what he did then, he can do even greater things today. What if he's accomplished in your hearts and your life in the past? It's a heritage. It's a history. It's a legacy, not of, of ourselves or what we've accomplished or even of the church, but it's a legacy of love and hope, the love and the hope of God that he will see us through. And so we've got to learn to let go of the past. Not necessarily intellectually, but I think we need to let go of the past influentially. What I, what I mean by that is you can remember it, but don't let the past influence your present or your future. Don't allow the past to determine how you're going to be in the present or in the future. Don't be identified just by what has happened. Let's be identified by a God who is in the present uh, and a God who is doing something mighty in our midst uh, and a God who is moving by his spirit now. Let me tell you, today God wants to do something in this church. Today he wants to move by his spirit. Today he wants to save and sanctify and fill with the Holy Spirit. Today he wants this church church to grow and multiply and reach this community for Jesus Christ. God has a plan for you. It's time to possess what the Lord has prepared. All right, preacher, how do you do that? I think as we look at Deuteronomy, we get the reminders of who God is. And so I think it begins by Knowing the Lord. Do you know him? Do you know the Lord? Have you experienced him? What is your relationship with the Lord like? What is it today, right now, you could say God has done in your heart? What is the testimony on your lips right now about what the Lord has done for you this past week? Have we taken time to evaluate where we are with the Lord and our relationship with him? We heard Bishop Dole talking about fasting. We've heard uh, Brother Zeb talk to us about giving. We've been able to worship in this place. All of these spiritual disciplines, those are the things that are so important in helping us as we read the word of God, as we pray, as we fast, as we give, as we witness those are outward indicators that we have a vibrant relationship with the Lord. And the Lord is saying in Deuteronomy, for the land, whether thou goest to possess it, is not as the land of Egypt. So the place that God is calling us is not a place we've been before. It's not a place like Egypt 
where you had to labor. It's not a place like Egypt where you could accomplish it with man-made things, probably talking about the watering system and the overflowing of the Nile and the canals that were built so that when the Nile would overflow, it would water the garden. No, it's not going to be man that's watering the garden. It's not going to be man that's preparing this. The Lord says, I'm preparing it. The Lord says, I don't need your help to prepare what I'm going to provide for you. I've already taken oversight. I am the shepherd, and I'm watching over it even now. And if I need to, I'll send the rain from heaven, and the rain will come. I'm glad that the rain is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. God will send whatever is needed, and he will pour out the rain from heaven to prepare the land so that when we receive it, It'll be everything God intends it to be. So the unclaimed territory, the new opportunities, is God big enough in each of us and collectively as a church for us to see those Glorious things with our own eyes. I say he is big enough. We just sang today, how great thou art. I'm so convinced today that the problem is not God's power, his might, his ability, and his willingness. It's our understanding that he's ready, but we have to desire him. We have to seek after him. We have to long for him. We have to put him first. He has to be on the top of the list of every part of our lives so that whatever we need, he can provide. He can give peace in the struggle and joy for the journey and patience in the trial and perfect love to cast out all fear. He can come and give us his Holy Spirit when we haven't got strength enough. He can give us spiritual gifts when we feel inadequate. He can come with power to reassure us that he is present and we are not alone and that we don't walk without sight because our sight is our faith and our trust in him. We know today he will not fail us. There are divine appointments before us. There is something that God wants to do that's new, that's new, that's new, that we've never seen before, that we've never encountered before. We can't say we've seen it all. We can't say God has showed us everything he's going to do because he hasn't. I think one of the greatest reasons that people don't possess something is because they don't desire it. I remember Mark and I seeking my brother Mark. I have a twin. He's three minutes younger than me, and I never let him forget it. I remember we were seeking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and we had a revival that lasted seven weeks. Do you remember those days? I mean, it just went on and on. And every Sunday night, the pastor would stand up. He'd say, we're going to take it another week. God's not finished, and we'd go on with it. Do you know, for almost seven weeks, Mark and I sought for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We'd go up there and get, soon, we couldn't wait that the preacher would stop preaching so we could get up there. Didn't matter what he was preaching on. We were ready to receive from the Lord. And, you know, we, we struggled. 
Finally, the evangelist came down and he said, I want to give you boys some advice. Are you, are you thirsty? Yes, sir. Do you desire the Holy Spirit? Yes, sir. Then why don't you just drink? And I said, well, I don't know if I'm thirsty enough and I'm not sure I know how to drink. You know what? Message that night, he said that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is different from salvation in this. In salvation, you receive the Holy Spirit. But in Holy Spirit baptism, the Holy Spirit receives you. And so he said, just give yourself to the Lord. So in that service toward the end, Mark and I got out, walked over to the rest of the boys in our junior Sunday school class, and we laid hands on them, and they too were seeking for the baptism. And every one of us were baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Four of those boys are pastors today. God provided, God met the need, and what he did for us was meet us at the point of our desire. Do you desire him? Do you want from him those things that he wants to give you? Adrian Rogers said that God doesn't give us a pocket full of faith to spend on anything we want. He gives us faith to receive the things he wants us to have. Can I tell you today, there's enough faith in this house. There's enough faith in these hearts. There's enough desire in your life and collectively in this church for the things that God has prepared for you through his provision and through his power to be experienced this year. 2023 for Stoneville equals greater things. 2023 for Stoneville equals God's mighty power. 2023 for Stoneville means God is going to bring about what only the God of heaven can bring. I have only just a minute, just 60 seconds in it, forced upon me. I can't refuse it, and it's mine how I use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but eternity is in it. And once it is past, it is past forever. So live in it now. My word today, my encouragement today, as we prepare for the assignment of a new pastor, as we prepare for a future that God has already in heaven's glory, prepared for you. Let's open our heart in this hour, surrender our life to him, and say, Lord, do in me whatever you want to do.
so that your will can be accomplished. As I close today, I was thinking about the wonderful opportunity that we have as a church. You may be single, you may be married, you may be married with children, you may be a grandparent who has grandchildren, you may have nieces and nephews and a large family, and they may be spread out far and wide. But I'll tell you what you have today through this church. You have a spiritual family. So if you're single, you're not alone. If you're married, you have support. If you're rearing children, there are others who can step in to love and help guide those children. If you're a grandparent, if you have nieces and nephews, there are ministry opportunities both in your home and because of this church in this community. Stoneville needs to recognize today, if you haven't already, that you are a family. And that when the Lord blesses any one of you, it is a blessing to all of you. Can I say today, and I say this with all of my heart, let's treat one another better than family. Let's love one another. You had somebody say to me once, you're just like family, and I wasn't sure if that was a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> So if someone is struggling, let's not leave them behind. If someone is hurting, let's remind them that our God is a God who provides. Let it be on our lips, not the gossip of the day, but the gospel of the day, and that is God can see you through. The Lord is faithful concerning his promises. So as a family, together as a church, as the people of God, let's possess this new year and all that God has prepared for us. Would you stand with me? I'm aware today that your, your thoughts are also on this important process of finding a new pastor. So I felt that I had instructions from heaven today in alignment with this message to tell you and through this prayer to remind you that God will provide this need. The Bible says, would you bow your head with me for a moment? My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. So if you're concerned today, if you're worried today, if there's some fear about the future, particularly regarding what will happen here at Stoneville, can I just tell you with a deep confidence in my heart 
And I can stand here with Bishop Doyle and the leaders of this church, and I can stand here with the executive council who is very concerned about you because we love you and we're praying for you and we want the church to do very, very well that God will provide you a new pastor. God has provided you a new pastor. It's our desire now to discern his will so that his will can be done. So we're going to pray this prayer. Lord, for every precious person in this room today, I thank you for them. Lord, I pray that they know how much they are loved by you. I pray they know, Lord, that you have prepared good things for them. That as a child of God, they can look to you to meet every need. They can look to you, Lord, to answer prayer. They can look to you, Lord, for both the common daily needs and for, Lord, for you to intervene and do what only you can do in the supernatural. I pray, Lord, right now, by the power of your spirit, you'd speak peace to every heart. And I pray right now, as we step from this place, may we press on. May we press on. May we strive for the prize. May we possess the land. May we be actively moving. May we not stop following. May we take the next step. May we do the journey. May we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. God, we're ready to follow you. We're ready to move with you. We're ready, oh God, to possess what you have prepared for us. And today, oh God, as your people and individually, as a family and a church, we say, yes, Lord, we're ready. And we will walk with you and trust in you as you provide every need. Now we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said together, amen and amen. Do you love the Lord today? Can we take a moment and just lift our hands? And let's thank him right now that he is sovereign. Let's thank him right now that he is our shepherd. Let's thank him right now that he's the reason that we're here today. And he'll be the reason that we move from this point forward as we trust him. Just tell him right now, thank you, Lord, for what you did for me this week. Thank you, Lord, for healing my body. Thank you, Lord, for bringing deliverance in my life. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in my life today. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord.